there is a line that's crossed sometimes. Right. Yeah. Maybe if there's some odd listeners out there, let us know. But I think it's a, it's a rarity. And Tim likes to cross lots of lines anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> he is mainly the finish lines uh, ahead of me. But yes, those are the that's lines. true. <laughs> He's a little poacher, but we'll get into that in a different episode. <laughs> Hi, this is retired Marine Corps Gunnery Sergeant Mike Cabrero, and I'm a big-ass ultra runner from just down the road in Roanoke, Texas. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we listen, laugh, and love on trail and ultra runners all over the world. Stay inspired and keep going, everyone. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Harrell and Stephen Pritt. Well, thank you, Mike. Listen, laugh, and love on Trail Runner, Stephen. I love that. Yeah, I love it. And Mike, thanks so much for doing that introduction. Just so you guys know, uh, I actually met Mike last year at our Rocky Raccoon race. It's a big race here in Texas. And I don't know if you guys ever know, sometimes when you're running, you kind of see the same person either ahead of you or behind you. And uh, Mike and I uh, met each other after the race, after kind of running with each other and became a really good friend. Like he said, he's right down the road but mike thanks so much you're an awesome dude and keep up all the good work and also thanks for your service too really appreciate that well i'm jeff harrell and i'm stephen pritt welcome to stephen episode number 26 of the big ass runner yeah we made it past 25 jeff this is awesome i know 25 was a milestone it was pretty cool but now we're moving we're moving on up we're on 26 now yeah, well, this is good. So, Jeff, I think I heard that you might have some breaking news or some new information yes. from our listeners. Hot off the presses. Really? So this is something that you just heard about? Or tell, tell me just, more. Just this morning, I got an email. Now, listen to this. Okay. okay. So the of all running podcasts in the world. All throughout the world. This is like not just trail running. Not just trail running. All running podcasts. Wow. We are, the Big Ass Runner is number one in United Arab Emirates. What? Are you serious? I'm very serious. We are number two in Saudi Arabia. What? We are number five in Belgium. Uh Uh-huh. And number 12 in Japan. That is incredible. I mean... Number one in the United Arab Emirates. We just want to say thank you to our listener out there who's who's listening to us. That's that's awesome. In fact, I actually think I know who who he is. But that, that's really really cool. <laughs> Number one. Well, tell, I, well, tell him thank you, Jeff. You know what? We finally podiumed in something. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I you know what I don't see on the list though, Stephen. That's making me very unhappy. Is I don't see Latvia on this list. You know what? I not that you mentioned that. I didn't I don't remember hearing that either. You know what we should do? I'll tell you what, Jeff. I will email the Minister of Arts and Entertainment in Latvia and I'll send him an email and just see if there's something that we've done that was offensive. I, we just need to get to the bottom of that. I think I'd make it a strongly worded email if you don't mind. Yes, it'll be stern. It'll just be I mean <laughs> you'll see. So stern. This is Stephen, episode number twenty-six. Yeah, can you believe that, Jeff? It came right after 25. It just seems like a week ago that we actually had another podcast. It does seem that way. Yeah, Stephen, and we do have a great show ahead for episode 26. We'd expect no less out of episode number 26. First of all, we have, and this really resonated last time we did this, is we have a great segment called Why I Run, and we're going to hear from two of our listeners today. You're going to love both of these stories. 
Yeah, Jeff, I'm really excited about this. I listened to them and just two amazing stories that I think will really resonate with everybody. And also, Stephen, you and I are both going to share three things that we wish we knew before we started trail running. Yeah, I, we, we think this is going to be kind of really fun because there's a lot of people that we've seen on Instagram and talked to that are starting out trail running. And, you know, a lot of us, it's kind of getting back into gear, preparing for races. And so we took some time thinking back about when we started trail running and, and thought about what are some things that we wish we knew if we could tell somebody before they get started. But before any of that, one thing we do need to address, Stephen, and our listeners are very perceptive, and they've probably picked up on the fact that you and I sound a little different than normal. Yeah, that is true. So, Jeff, we are remote again here in Texas, and so normally we record live in Big S Runner headquarters. So, uh, we were in the not, Big S studio. In the Big S studio, exactly. It's not a barn; it, it actually is a real studio and stuff. So, but yeah, <laughs> um, unfortunately, my family, some of my family members, have tested positive for COVID. They are all doing fine and considering that um, they're they're doing great. No no major issues or symptoms. I tested negative, which is which is odd, you know, that but uh, but anyway, we decided to be safe and just record remotely just to, just to be sure. It's probably all that pickle juice, Stephen, that you, your your immune system is so strong. Or maybe it's a chapa special. I that's, don't know. That's what I was going to say. I think uh, some of the chicken broth from last weekend, I think was probably part of it. So no, you know, sometimes Jeff, when when you've on a course, I know some of you guys know, we're going to be running our race in a couple weekends, February 13th, we've got a big 50k and half marathon we're running. I'm going to actually personally go for a PR and I'm training with some friends and, and we're all getting out there. I've got a really nice training plan, but sometimes things just happen and you need to dial it back and, and be okay with that. And so that's kind of a little bit of the lesson that we're learning and just be okay with that and still keeping the, the journey in focus, even when life gets interrupted sometimes. Yeah, it is interesting, Stephen. Training plans, you put them on paper. A lot of times you follow them. You're like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Life happens. Yep. And it doesn't always go according to plan. This happened to me. I, I think everyone knows I got COVID back in November. And I had, a, a would say, a not severe case, but a pretty strong case of it. It did knock me out for about 10 to 12 days, I think mostly because of the chest congestion. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's tough to run with. And so I took a, a pretty big break. I did start to weave some things back in. But at that point, I was on my plan for the 50K at Rocky Raccoon. And that really knocked me off my plan. So I had to readjust. I'm now doing the half marathon like I did last year, which is still a great race, still a good right. distance. I've mm -hmm. got no problems doing that at all. And it all actually allows me to cheer you on, Stephen, a little bit more, which is great. But one thing I will say is I think I let COVID and then right after that, I had a little bout with gout. And so I had a little bit of, a, of an issue there. I think I let that knock me off too far on my plan. So I think, if, you know, if I had to do it all over again, if I had any advice for, for folks who are you know, dealing with some setbacks is don't let it knock you so far off that you sort of, and, and I had a little bit of this, a little bit of feeling sorry for yourself and mm -hmm. easing yourself back into it. And I ran today for the first time a five mile loop in a course that we love. And it felt so good getting back out there and doing it. And I'm like, what What have I been waiting for? What have I been waiting for to really kind of jump back in with both feet? Right. And that's really something I think I admire about most trail runners is they, they're they tough. We talked about that last week. They per, they persevere through things. A lot of resilience, and right. I, 
the resilience. I think if I had to do it over again, I would have I would have jumped back a little bit more strongly into my training plan and gone maybe a little bit more aggressive than I did. And so if I have anything that I've learned through this kind of setback in my training plan, it's to not to feel sorry for yourself, um, not to go back too you know too quickly, but also don't don't go back too too slowly either, because I think we're actually probably more capable of some things than we think we are. Yeah, I think you're right, Jeff. I mean, I think life interrupted happens. I think you're right. You know, you just need to get back in. I think there's also this myth that okay, if I can't go back fully, then I I can't I can't go, or if I can't do everything, and I plan to like I do Orange Theory. We talked last episode about your core and and those kind of things. I do Orange Theory quite a bit during the week to work on core and then run, obviously. So you know you have to pause some of those things, but as soon as I can and it's safe, I'm going to get back out and still going to go for the PR, still going to be doing things. And again, I know I'm I, I tested negative, but taking care of family and things that are more important, you know, take precedent, but also not letting that just totally, you know, demolish your plan. So I think that's really good advice you gave Jeff is just get back where you can, even if you're not 1000% and just do what you can. Life gets interrupted, but you just keep on going. And that's the part of the journey. And with that, let's get going on episode number 26. Well, Stephen, one of the segments we did several, a couple of months ago, I think now, was why I run. You know, you and I are both big fans of figuring out the why behind anything that we do. And we know that if you're really clear on your why, that really helps you get a little bit more motivation, I think a little bit more focus as well. Yeah. And I think, I think you have to have that. Uh, and we'll talk about that later on in the episode, but I think you kind of almost have to have that why to, to just kind of stay focused and to stay centered. So these that we have this week are really, really good. And I think you guys are going to really, really love it. Yes. We're going to hear from two of our listeners. We're here from Dana first and then Jacqueline second, but they're both big ass runner listeners and both have really, although very different stories very, very cool stories. So here's Dana's Why I Run. Hey guys, this is Dana, a big-ass runner from Northern Virginia. I want to share my why, the reason that I run. I'm a single mom of two girls with an extremely rare genetic disorder. 600 people in the whole world have it. And with that disorder comes a bevy of complex special needs and a handful of medical ones, too. Being their mama is a full-time job in itself. It absolutely engulfs my life. Running is the one thing I have in my life that's all mine. My only me time to leave everything else at the doorstep and zone out for an hour or two or six. Then I'm able to come back refreshed and ready to help my girls take on the world. Man, Stephen, Dana really is a hero to those girls, but she's an inspiration to us as well. Yeah, I was exactly the same thing I was thinking, Jeff, when I first heard that is like, talk about hero status. I would definitely put Dana in in that category. So Dana, thank you so much for sharing your why with us, just being there for your kids and all that you're having to juggle, but also just hearing how much running helps you and how it's there for you. I think a lot of us can resonate with that and think about how 
running is that that relief force or that escape or that time for us to almost like recharge isn't that funny jeff that sometimes people who aren't runners think running is exhausting but for runners and trail runners and ultra runners it's actually a time to recharge not not get drained absolutely and you know one thing dana said and you you mentioned this last week too Stephen, is Taking care of yourself feels sometimes selfish, but it's actually one of the most uh, generous things you can do because if you take care of yourself, you're going to be stronger to help other people. And I, I heard that in what Dana was saying. She's got to take care of herself so that she has the energy and the ability to really take care of her girls. It's one of those, you know, when you when you fly and you, and you hear the flight attendant say, put on your mask first before you help others. It's like, wait a minute, that doesn't seem right. I should help my kids first. Well, if you can't breathe, you're certainly not going to be able to help you know, the, the people around you. That, that's always a good lesson for me to go. I've got to take, if I take care of myself first, it's not selfish. It's actually probably the most generous thing I can do because it really strengthens me to be able to help other people as well. Yeah, you're totally right, Jeff. You, you can't give what you don't have. And so I think that's just a really good principle. Plus, you know, I really need oxygen mask when I run too. So, uh, that's so true. Maybe we should bring we should those grab those next time. Uh, yeah, next time we go to an aid station, we'll have oxygen masks as well too. So, um, I'll I'll put mine on before before I give you yours, and uh, that way uh, we'll we'll know it's 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 all good and safe. But yeah, I think it's it's really great, Jeff and, and Dana. Thank you so much again for sharing that. And you know, keep running, keep doing all the things you're doing. You're you're a huge blessing to your girls and i know that they look up to you yeah, dana, dana is a hero and an inspiration and by the way Stephen, a great baker of cookies remember she sent us cookies how did she have time to make us cookies i know but she sent us two cookies for christmas yeah i don't know if you guys remember but we had that kind of cookie christmas cookie contest or bracket that we did and there was a certain cookie that we had never tried and lo and behold a dana sent us some in the mail and they were awesome. So thank you for sending those as well. We, we gobbled those up and a very talented baker as well. So Jeff, I think we're going to hear from another listener that we met on Instagram and kind of started to follow her story. And she has quite an amazing little story to share as well, too. She does. Her name is Jacqueline. Here is Jacqueline's Why I Run. Hey, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Carrillo, a big ass runner from Tucson, Arizona. The reason I run is to show you that you don't need to have that toned athletic body to call yourself a runner. You are capable in any way, shape, or form of achieving the things you set your mind to. I run to remind you to love yourself and truly appreciate your capabilities and to not give up. It's not easy. It does get hard, but you can overcome anything, literally anything. Enjoy the journey and the lessons along the way. And most importantly, I run to remind you to never, ever compare yourself with other runners. Never let faster mile times discourage you. Everyone starts somewhere, so always be willing to be a beginner. I run because I have a three-year-old looking up to me. I am her hero, and she is my why. She is the reason why I woke up hungover for the last time, overweight at 200 pounds. I decided to quit drinking, sobering up on the trails one mile at a time. Shin splits, missing toenails, hot water packs, you name it. Trail running has taught me how to be resilient and persevere. So my friends, this is why I run. Well, Steven, so much packed into that. So great, Jacqueline. Thank you, first of all, for your authenticity and sharing that. 
and for encouraging me as a Clydesdale to know I don't have to have a toned athletic body because I certainly <laughs> don't have one of those. Yeah, you know, it is true. I think in the day and age, you know, we, we love Instagram. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's what she said is so easy for, for guys and for, for gals to to look at people and go, well, I'm not that or I don't look like that. That's that's really not the the why. It's like being okay with who you are and whatever journey that you're on. And I think is really important. And just to hear her story about being sober or losing weight and how trail running has uh, afforded her that. If you guys don't follow her on Instagram, she's a really great follow. Takes some amazing pictures of Arizona where she runs. That might have a little bit of envy there, but on Instagram, but just a really good transformation part of her story and her journey and just the vulnerability to share that. That's very inspiring, Jacqueline, and really something that I think all of our listeners can can really take to heart no matter where they are. And what I love too, Stephen, and you just hit on this, is the, is there's a balance between loving yourself and being comfortable with who you are and where you are, but at the same time, wanting to get better, wanting to strive to do different things, wanting to, you know, get a PR or lose some weight or stop drinking. And so there's a, there's a nice balance there. And so I think she really struck that balance and is striking that balance really, really well. And she's doing it because she's got a three-year-old looking up to her. So it's such a great inspirational story there from Jacqueline. I think the last thing I would say, Jeff, too, is I think about, we all think about trail running and ultra running and it's, it's distance running. It's, it's an endurance sport. And there's something about it that once you kind of get over that hurdle or that you kind of realize as a runner, no matter how fast or slow you are, that you telling your body that pain is okay or resistance. And we all have that point where you kind of cross over that line of, okay, you know what? I can, I can push further than I think I can. I'm more resilient. Uh, my body can do more than what it wants. And that kind of mind over matter, seeing somebody like Jacqueline cross over that and the benefits of it, whether it's weight loss or, you know, kicking a bad habit, or just like you said, Jeff, with her, her little daughter, which is absolutely adorable again on Instagram, is just really cool to see. And I think that's something that all of us listeners can really resonate with as trail runners and ultra runners. So Jacqueline, thanks again for your vulnerability of sharing that. What an incredible why you two ladies are just really inspiring. And thank you for sharing that with our with our listeners. Yeah, Dana and Jacqueline both, thank you so much. I know you're inspired quite a few people. I'm sure we will hear a lot about that on Instagram this week, Stephen. And if you've got a why I run story that you'd love to tell on the podcast, Stephen, I'd love for them to actually reach out. We want to tell you know these stories throughout the year. So if you have one, reach out to us on Instagram or email me at jeff at bigassrunner.com. Well, Stephen, with that, that is Why I Run. Tell me why it ain't nothing but a Well, Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give likes and kudos to the big ass runners out there just absolutely getting it done. And you've got one that reached out to us, for, I think, pretty recently. Yeah, this is a, a new one, Jeff, and it's on Fight On. 
and he is a runner and he's a great follow on on instagram and he's does lots of adventures and stuff has some pretty cool prs and he's done like half marathons a 50k takes some really cool pictures and just recently had finished a 50k so just really want to say congratulations i know that he's got one goal where i think he's going to be trying to run 100 miles in april in zion so we just want to say congratulations. Keep training. I know that's a tough race, but uh, you're, it seems like you're always having fun out there. Thanks for following us and congratulations and keep up the good work on those trails. Way to go. Um. Stephen, I think we've got a really fun segment. We spent, I think everyone knows, we spent some time at an aid station in Bandera. Being immersed in the culture, Stephen, you see the great things about trail running. You also see people making some mistakes. And it just kind of made us, I think, reflect on our experience with trail running. And so we've come up with three things that we have learned about trail running. Yeah, and I think these are things that are just more for anybody, whether you're just starting out, you're running before, and hopefully this will resonate with you guys as well. Jeff, I remember when when you kind of reintroduced me to trail running, I'm like, this is kind of like adult cross country. But it was really fun, even whatever that was, five or six years ago, to kind of start running again. And even having been a runner in different capacities in my past, looking back and, and looking at trail running and, and now ultra running, there's some, some really cool things. So Let's get started, Jeff. I think I've got one to kick us off with. And in thinking about just trail running and ultra running, I think one thing is I would just say to to really relax and enjoy the journey. I don't know about you guys, but when I get into something, uh, I really get into it. Uh, you know, like training, nutrition. Jeff, you know I have a love for gear, you know, and stuff. Oh, yes, you do. Uh, so I, I really get into it. And I think one thing that I just need to realize and, and I, I have learned is that, you know, just to relax and enjoy that journey. You know, it's like you're going to have ups and downs like we talked about in the, in the opening and just being okay with that, whether you're an intense personality or laid back, doesn't really matter, but you're going to have all different kinds of, you know, changes. You might have a busy week and you, you can't get out on the trail instead of stressing out about it. Just like, okay, we'll, we'll get it next time or we'll get it next week. And I think being able to relax and enjoy it, I think is really important because it really is such a gift and it, it is really such a, a great community to just slow down and relax and, and enjoy that part of the journey. Stephen, that's good. I'm glad you went first. I don't know if I can follow that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, there's there's a lot I think to trounering. So, what about you, Jeff? What's 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 one of the things you you can kind of think about? So, Stephen, I think you know I was a basketball player and baseball player growing up, mm-hmm. and in those situations, it's like two a days, go go go, do more, do more, practice more, get more reps in. And when you're young, you could maybe get away with that for a period of time. But as I've got older, and as I've really learned more about how the body works, uh, I think that one of the biggest things I've learned is that recovery is just as important in your training plan as running is. And if you don't recover and take care of your body, at some point, especially as you get older, it's going to break down. 
I think that's why I struggle a little bit with injuries early on in my running career is career. Like it's a career, Stephen. <laughs> I've got a career. You're, you're in famous. In my running life. That's right. Yeah, in my running journey. But I, I never took time to recover. I never took time to strengthen my core, to stretch, to actually take time off and rest. Because your, your mentality is, well, the more I do, the better I'm going to get. Right. But if you don't stop and recover and get stronger for that next time, then you are, I think, more susceptible to injuries and into just kind of a, a flattening of performance. Yeah, I think that's so true. I think there's even a lot of new science coming out about how rest is so important and stuff. So I think you're right, Jeff. It's uh, it's recovery is just as important as training and the, the actual exercise itself. So that's that's really good. Well, that's my first one, Stephen. Number two, what's what's your second thing that you've learned about trail running? Yeah, Jeff, this is this is one that was a big revelation to me. I mean, this is this is breaking news. So I think this is uh, something more breaking news. I know so much breaking news on this episode. <laughs> this is kind of podcast we are. Really, this is this is really important. I didn't realize the importance of bladders. I just figured of, of wait, hang on. Did you say bladder? Oh yeah, bladders. Yeah, absolutely. The how how important bladders were. And what I mean by that is one, just hydration. You know, we I've got one of those hydration vests that I run with and you you know this from running with me, but I usually don't drink a lot of water. No, you don't. <laughs> and that's not a you'll good... go for a seven mile run with no water whatsoever. Yeah, and that's not a good a good mentality. So especially living in Texas, where it occasionally gets warm, you know, a little bit here and there. Wearing a hydration vest, and then also you know your personal bladder as well. It's like beacons of light. They're important. They're there for a reason, and you know to to make sure that that you you utilize those uh, before a race. Those are those are lessons. So, you know, who knew that bladders were so important, but having been in trail running a little bit, they're, they're a little bit more valuable than I thought. And you mentioned personal bladders. Is there an impersonal bladder? Well, I don't know. I'm hopefully not, but I'm talking about the one that, that uh, is inside of you, but uh, yeah. On your person. Right. Got on it. my okay. person. Right. Exactly. So, I mean. Just wanted to clarify. Yeah. That's the kind of value that we, we bring here. So pay attention to, right. to, to, to your bladders. That's a good one, Stephen. I think my second one is is that everyone's heard, well, hopefully everyone's heard the story about the Big S Runner and how we got our name and that when I ran my first marathon, my division was Clydesdale. And I, you know, I, I embrace it now. At the time, I was a little bit offended, but I embrace <laughs> it now. I think what was so interesting at the time was I just didn't see a lot of people my size. I'm 6'4". At that time was probably, my, my weight always changes when I go reflect back <laughs> on this story. 230, 235. 225, somewhere in that range. And I've you know, trimmed down a little bit since then. But you just didn't see a lot of big runners. You know, usually you think about a runner's body as real slim and even on the, or on the shorter side. And Right. Man, I was like, I think I'm unique as a Clydesdale out here clomping <laughs> around on the trails. Right. It makes a lot of sense, right, to have a Clydesdale on the trails. It makes a lot of sense. But you know what, Stephen? That is not true. I have come to learn that... That Clydesdale is not on the endangered species list. It's not. That there there are Clydesdales all over the world. I hear from them. Yeah. They say, hey, baby, Clydesdales unite. We're out here too. I hear from lots of them. I heard from Andy. I've heard from several Clydesdales. And so one of my key learnings is that that Clydesdales are not endangered. Clydesdales are strong. They're out there hitting the trails every day, making it happen. In fact, Stephen, I think we're going to need to make a shirt. 
Clydesdales unite or something I, loud and proud. I don't know what it is, but we need to, we need to make a shirt about Clydesdales. Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely true. And, and you go to any race and you see everybody there, all kinds of shapes and sizes. And I think you're right that Clydesdales are out there. They're not endangered. And um, yeah, maybe, you know, Clydesdales unite or Clydesdales have feelings too. Something like that. Clydesdales. <laughs> we, we do. Clydesdales matter. I don't know. Something. Uh, we, we'll definitely, we'll definitely think of something like that. But yeah, that's, that's actually a really good point. And, and all kidding aside, I think there is that, that myth that people that are taller or bigger don't make a good trail runner. And that is definitely not the case. That's right. There, there, I think what we both love about trail running, you just mentioned this, is every shape and size, every you know background, be it be it running. Some folks have running background like yourself. Others others don't at all, like like myself. So I think that's what I love about trail running is the trails don't care. Right, your background, your size, your color of your skin. Trails don't care. You're out there and having fun and, and engaging with them, and that's what one of the things we really love about trail running. Yeah, so true. Steven, what's your third one? Yeah, so Jeff, I actually have one more left, and actually it's a good segue. So this one I think that is is something that I've really thought about, and even just in our little group between you and and me and, and Tim and Scott running, you know, and some of our other friends, that really there's not one way to, to do this or one way to kind of interact with the sport of ultra running and trail running. We all kind of approach it a little bit differently. Like I said, even in, in our group, we all do training just a little bit differently when we can't run together. I think that's kind of cool. There's there's not just one way. I know sometimes you read stuff and it's like the definitive guide to trail running or, you know, six ways and this is the way. And, and really, I don't think there really is. I think there's just many ways to do that. And as long as you kind of keep your why in front of you and keep that in the front and center, how you achieve that and, and what's unique to you is is really, really important, you know, and, and I think what whatever your goal is, maybe it's for a PR or just to run or whatever it is, the path to get there is is completely different. Even you and I, Jeff, we run it together a lot, but when we don't run, you know, you do Peloton, I do Orange Theory, you know, sometimes you run longer, I run shorter, you know, and, and there's there's no right or wrong way to do that. And I think that, uh, that that's really fun and unique about that. I, when I first got started, I thought, okay, I've got to read all these books and I got to do this. And, and those things are great. They're important, you know, because we, we definitely want to learn more each time we engage in, in something or you want to get better. But there's not one one way. There's not one you know prescriptive recipe, you know, to get you there. And I think just being okay with that and finding that out for yourself is really kind of cool and actually part of the fun of, of trail running. I love that, Stephen. I think it does give people freedom. There, there, like you said, there's not a formula. There's not a way. And to me, that is so freeing because there's certain things I just don't like to do. Right. And so I tend to gravitate more towards some of the things that, that I enjoy doing. And I think that's okay. And it's not that I don't want to do the hard things or sometimes you just do the hard things and you know it's going to help you. Right. But so, you know, sometimes like I, I enjoy running on trails more than I love running on road. And that I just enjoy the trails. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out there more often if I know that I'm going to be on a trail versus the road. Right. And that's why for me, trail running is such so much more valuable than, than maybe road running would be. So, and that's one thing, Stephen, I love about trail running is the, the variety, the different flavors, even with shoes, right? Mm-hmm. We, I wear Hoka's, you, you wear Hoka's, but you've been experimenting with some Nikes and people like ultras and some people go barefoot and some people like the Vibrams and, 
it's great. There's no one way to do it. Right. Now, I do have to say that that uh, Tim does like the ons, and I don't see how he runs in those. There is a line that's crossed sometimes. Right, yeah. Maybe if there's some on listeners out there, let us know, but I think it's a, it's a rarity. And Tim likes to cross lots of lines anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> he is. Mainly the finish lines uh, ahead of me, but yes, those are the that's lines. true. <laughs> He's a little poacher, but we'll get into that in a different episode. Well, Jeff, so I think we have one more left. So for you, Jeff, what, what's, what's, what's your last one? What's number three for you? Ties a little bit to the the first one I had, which is I grew up a basketball player, baseball player. I love college football. And it's easy to look at the person on the other side of the court or the field, or now even in running, looking at that person next to you as competition. Right. Like I've got to, I've got to beat this person. You know, I've got to tear them down. You know, that's the, that's the mentality. A lot of times is, you know, it's, it's me versus them. And I, I started trail running with that mentality is like I'm towing the line with these people I really want to beat them and what I've what I've discovered in the last five years of of doing this is that's not true at all in fact I would say the person next to you is part of your crew they're going to be the you know you're going to you're going to kind of naturally find that pace and you're going to find those people like you mentioned Mike earlier that you guys kind of found a similar pace right I'm sure you guys helped each other over some maybe some (laughs) difficult parts of the course right and I now really look at the other runners as not my competition, but as my crew. They're going to help me through those hard times. They're going to, we're going to maybe create a friendship. We're going to see each other at different points and at an aid station and things like that. So it's really changed my mentality. And I think the other reason it's changed my mentality is that trail running is such a great community. It's such an encouraging community that even if you did see that person as your competition <laughs> – they're going to be encouraging along the way. And at some point you're going to become friends. You're going to be kind of part of the same team. And that's not to say you don't want to you know, hit a certain goal. I do look at what my position was and all that. That's, that's great. That's fine. But I don't look at other runners as my competition, Steve. I really look at them as my crew. Right. That's so good. Yeah. I think, I think that's part of the community aspect of it. You know, I think where it's a little bit different than road races, you know, you're trying to pass people and not that you don't trail running, but yeah, everybody's so encouraging and, and, and they want to help you along. Steve, I do have a little story about, about this. <laughs> we, we ran a race. It was a couple of years ago. How long was that? Was it a, I think it was like a 10 K. Yeah. How long was that race? Yeah, It was a 10 K. And if I remember correctly, it's just kind of a more of a local race, a, a smaller racing organization, but still a fun race. Just so you and I were just going to head out for a quick, quick run and 10 K ish kind of race. And it was local and just, I don't know, maybe several hundred people, but not, a, not a ton of people that were there. And uh, that that's kind of the kind of race it was, if I remember correctly. And it was a trail race. So it was a trail race, a shorter trail race. And so, we had just, I believe at the time, started our training plan. And so we wanted to get some runs in. This is back when you could run without, you know, mask and social distancing and all that. Right. And I, and this is a very, as I recall, Stephen, a very narrow single track. And as I was running, I don't run fast. Everyone knows that. I'm a Clydesdale clomping along. But there was this one other runner, and he was a little bit older gentleman. Uh-huh. And I, I passed him because he was walking. And, you know, when on, in this single track, it's kind of hard to pass people. Yeah. You really had to make an effort to to get around him. It really some trees and everything, so pretty narrow. So I passed him, and you know I thought oh, I won't see that guy again. Well, about two minutes later, he comes <laughs> whizzing by me, running like at a really 
good clip. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's found some energy. He may have had a, maybe he had a, a spring energy uh, awesome sauce or something. I don't know. He's flying right by me. Yeah, it's funny because I remember in that race, it, it was really hard to pass. So you really had to get the person over so you could actually get by them because there was not a lot of room in that in that, that time at all. Exactly. And so he whizzes by me. I get it out of the way and I'm like, okay, I guess I guess he's found some, some a new life. Well, about two minutes later, I pass him again because he's walking. <laughs> like, okay, I'm starting to see a theme here. And it's fine if, if your training plan is to walk or run. That's fine. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I got I got no problem with that. Except I do have a little problem with that because it just was not a easy course for that kind of plan. Right. Like, just make up your mind. Do you want to be ahead of me or behind me? You're cool with it either way. Just make a decision. Make it make it a decision because I'm tired of having to get over <laughs> you getting over. It just it was this whole dance that was going on that I didn't want to be in. You know, like I'm tapping out of this thing. Right. So I actually slowed down. I slowed down because I, I was tired of this. It was really it was hard hard to do. Well. I slow down. He stayed in front of me. And then we pop out of the trees and we're at miles. See, a, a 10K would be six miles, right? right. So it's a, I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for a six-mile run. And we're at about mile four and a half. And we pop out of the trees and we're kind of back to the start-finish area. And I was like, huh, I wonder if there's a little bit of a, a jig and a jag. And, you know, we're going to add another a mile and a half to this this thing before we finish. So, Stephen, I see you, and I'm wondering why is Stephen a mile and a half up from the finish line? He should be enjoying a nice, you know, cup of chicken broth or something. And you're like, hey, the finish is just ahead. Like, wait, I'm only a mile four and a half. What's going on? Yeah, I, I remember that because I was doing the same thing because I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. You know, I'm, I'm looking at my watch and trying to stay on pace, and then I realized I finished pretty early, and so I was trying to run as far as I could to let you know that it's a short finish. It's a short finish, you know, kind of thing. So here you come out of the trees. And I cross the finish line and I see Mr. Walker runner <laughs> and he had finished just ahead of me. And to make matters worse, Stephen, the lady comes up to me and said, Hey, congratulations. You came in second in the master's division, which I, I'm sure their master's division was way younger than most master <laughs> divisions, by the way. Of course. Yes. I so, mean, yeah, easily different kind of course, right? And she said, what's your address? You got a medal. I'm like, wow, I've never gotten a medal. Actually, that would be my second medal ever. Right. Like the other medal I got was because there was only three of us <laughs> in the master's division. Another race we had, right. And then a lady leaned over to her, whispered in her ear, and then she replied back to me, um, oh, I'm sorry, sir, I, I misunderstood. Only the first place winner gets a medal. <laughs> right. Mr. Walker Runner got a medal, and I did not get a medal. You know, what's funny is I could see you kind of surprised and, and also knowing you, if you had had another, you know, whatever it was left, a, a mile and a half left, I know knowing you, you would have, okay, you know, saved and then done your kick at the end and, you know, passed them just, just for the fun of it, you know, because there is some, there's a little bit of competitive spirit, but like you said before, it's, it's, you're not really against that person, but, you know, at the end of the race, we all pick it up and go. But the fact that you weren't afforded that opportunity with such a short course and then for them to offer you a medal and then only to take it away. Um, it was it wasn't funny at the time, but it was a little funny because uh, the fact that you were like, wait a minute, it was so close. So I think the only remedy left was for you and I to find a greasy spoon diner and to get some breakfast afterwards. Get some pancakes. Yeah. So we need, I, need, I need some pancakes after that. Yeah. And I was a little upset, Stephen, at first that Mr. Walker Runner beat me 
and got the first place medal. But really, in the end, I think one of the things I have learned, and he, he should have inspired me to actually get ahead of him so that I wouldn't have to get over every time. I could have picked up my pace instead of slowing down. So, you know, he could have helped me actually probably pick up my uh, my first place medal had I uh, seen that as a little bit more of a challenge. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's so true, Jeff. Yeah, well, hopefully, guys, this has been uh, really helpful for you guys as you're probably running right now listening to the podcast. These are just some things that we've learned, kind of thought back about trail running, and we know many of you guys can resonate some of these things. It's just good to be reminded of and to think about it in those ways. Yeah, Stephen, that's things we've learned, but we'd love to hear from our listeners as well. So what are some of the things that you have learned over the years about trail running? Yeah, just DM us on Instagram, and we'd love to share those as well. Well, Stephen, with that, that is things we've learned about trail running. Well, Stephen, believe it or not, that is the end of episode 26. We've had a great episode. Really appreciate again Dana and Jacqueline sharing their Why I Run. And hopefully folks enjoyed the things that Stephen, you and I have both learned being out there on the trails. Yeah. And Jeff, we just want to say thank you. I know recently we've had a lot of new listeners come to the podcast and we hope that you guys are enjoying it. I know many of you guys listen on Monday morning or or while you're running. So if you're running right now and listening to the podcast, keep up the good work. Hopefully you're almost done. If you're not, just keep on going. But we really, truly appreciate each of the listeners. And listen, if you are new to the podcast, one thing that would really help us out is if you could hop over to Apple iTunes and just rate the show, review it, and subscribe to us. That would really help us out. It helps us know who's listening. It also helps a little bit with our ranking in terms of just letting other people know about the podcast. So if you have time after your run, hop on over to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe. That would really, really help us out. And with that, Stephen, episode 26 is a wrap. So with that in mind, guys, get out there, enjoy the trails. And keep running your asses off. And, and uh, the sound was fantastic. Was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to prioritize all the bandwidth I want. It's it's about three to four hundred dollars a pop. That's the only holy shnikes, right? For someone that doesn't know anything about music, you always have really good song suggestions. Oh yeah, it's really hard, Stephen. It's, it takes me <laughs> hours to You're figure like, out how to do that. You've got it so easy doing social media. You should just no. <laughs> Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a Come on down. You're the next contestant on Likes and Kudos. And I, you'd think I'd get this one down by now. <laughs> I'm right there, but I'm not. I hope that's right. <laughs> so you're <clears throat> saying I have a chance. All right, we're rocking and rolling, baby. Um, so we want to do a really fun segment, you know, kind of a thinking back off looking at Van Der and how much we enjoy it, blah, 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 blah. I, I was headed down the right path and I took a, a wrong turn. <laughs> is that recovery is actually just important. Is that re, is that recovery is just as important in your training plan as the actually, as the good Lord. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> I had a really good thought. I had a, I had a thought that was fantastic. It sounds fantastic. I got a friend. <laughs>
I really had a thought I was going to tie to. It sounded beautiful. It was just going to ooze out. Oh, it was so it was so good. Um, what was I talking Eloquent about? Eloquent snot. Uh, the, yeah, those are that. Now that there there are there's a line you have to that, reach out to us on Instagram or uh, or or give us. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase.